0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Beats with Suresha on Radio Caravan, 104.1 FM, 700 AM. This is your host, Suresha Kuchimanchi. I'm a former tech executive, a podcast host, and a working mom. I host the podcast Women, Career, and Life, where I share stories and advice for you to achieve your career and life goals. You can find it on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify. Just spell out W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-E-R-N-LIFE and you can check it out. So today we are starting a different format for the program. If you were tuned in last week, you would have noticed that we are going to start hosting guests and I'm really excited about our first guest today. I have with me Shweta Arora Madan. She is the Global Director for Talent Acquisition at CBRE, which is a real estate commercial firm, but Shweta's experience goes way beyond that. She has almost 20 years of experience in talent acquisition. She's worked in various industries, in various roles, and both in the U.S. and India. And the reason for today's topic discussion, which we thought would be a good start, is you, if you're watching, of course, every day in the news, a lot of companies are getting impacted. There's a bunch of layoffs and a lot of discussions around that. And what our topic today is how to differentiate yourself in a job search. We thought it would be very timely to have this conversation and really get an insider's look from someone who sits on the other side, from the recruiting side, who can give us insight into what. We know what we think we know and a lot of the myths we tend to believe. So I am really excited about this conversation and look forward to Shweta sharing her story. Shweta, welcome. Why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself as well?
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me today for the on this podcast. Thank you, William Galloway. Thank you, Sarisha. Yeah, I'm Shweta, and uh, I lead protein uh, with CBR right now. That's a little something happening in the world, and it's a um, Fortune 134 Before this, I was uh, leading protein at McKesson, which is a healthcare company. And there uh, are lots of companies which are moving from California to Dallas. I work with these companies who are looking for talent in the Dallas market yeah so let's start
0: <laughs> yeah so what we i wanted to start with is if you know in this market i'm sure you have a ton of people you seem to have a bunch of openings opening up i'm just curious how many resumes do you get and how many do you get before this sort of environment change right
1: now yeah yeah so it depends on the role but if you are 15 20 years direct and above most of the recs if all these companies, more than 100 people apply to these roles. Now, there's always, I like, talk to a lot of people about people keep on telling me that apply, but I never heard of, the company's bad, the HR is bad, the recruiting team doesn't do anything. And it's sad because people do work and they're working a lot. <laughs> the, the issue is that it's not possible for anybody A to look at that many resumes on a daily basis. So, how do you differentiate yourself? Is where you come in. What's your job and strategy? What are you doing for networking? How are you applying? Are you going directly on LinkedIn and doing a quick apply? How are you doing on the website? Are you using a referral? Are you not using a referral? How are you defining your resume? How does it say? How does it speak? Yeah. So you know. I will suggest in this market is to go for referrals rather than going to LinkedIn and just applying for 100 companies. That's not going to help you. Use your referrals, use your connections. Make a list of an organization of companies you would like to work for, which aligns with your values, which, with your culture. And follow them on LinkedIn, on social media, on Instagram. See what are they doing, what kind of teams they have, what kind of people they have. Follow them. Talk to them, build those relationships that what is more important.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, right? LinkedIn makes it very simple for us to click a button and we think it's going to work. But even, I think, no matter what the economy is, it's not as simplistic. You have to, there's always discussion around tailoring the resume as part of it. But to your point, it's the referrals. And I'm almost thinking when you're shortlisting your companies, we can see that tech is not doing so well. They're having layoffs. So if you're really looking at industries that you want to target, you may have to pivot. So think about that and be intentional i was giving i was having this conversation with a new college grad the other day and i i think in almost this economy you have to look at what industries do well in this economy go do some research and target those because just because a certain job is showing up you know, probably google and amazon are not your target companies anymore you're going to have to switch that portfolio and see which companies like obviously like cbre there's a whole bunch of industries that are growing now and target look at your network like shweta said Maybe check out your referrals, look at who's your second connection, a third connection and get an introduction to someone. But I would be a hes- hesitant. Don't directly go and ask them for a job. Always really build that connection. And I should check out maybe in the end, I'll ask Shweta to share her LinkedIn profile because she has like, a, I think over 30,000 followers and stuff. And as we continue this conversation, this is the first time. So you'll have to see how this works. I'm going to open the phone lines for the last five minutes directly on air and you can call in. In around 5, 550, 555, for any questions you'll have on this topic we're talking about. So I'll give you the number then. So, Shweta, as you're talking about differentiation and everything else, a lot of conversation goes around having these keywords, having these sort of bots doing this. There's this like mystery behind it. I think that's the part. There's so much myth around a lot of this. So I was curious what do I need to do? Does it need to be a two page resume? All these kind of things. So maybe you can walk us through it
1: yeah one thing which i heard about from an applicant that whatever is on the job description i just copy paste on my resume and it works very well no it doesn't work that mm-hmm. way we are not stupid to understand that you've copied everything and we'll select you we understand that you've just copy pasted so you know yes there is no bot which exists there is an ats system which is a filing system so the way you file things we do have a filing system and where you can go and search there are new AI tools coming which can tell you which are the best suited ones but at the same time your strategy for making a resume when you see a job description is okay there are 10 things which I need to do in a job how my resume speaks that I will be achieving these 10 things in my resume so, yes, if there is a gap, yes, it won't be shortlisted. But how? what I've done in the past, which, which is synergical to what it's on the job description, and I believe, you know, that really works. Because if you copy-paste, it doesn't work. The keywords doesn't work, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds almost... The job description is a trajectory, a kind of a profile of what is potentially there, right? It doesn't tell you everything in the job. You have to show what you have in that job but really more than that or mm. something different that you bring because think about it if everyone's copying pasting and she's getting 100 200 applications what differentiates you in that market right your experience your expertise maybe something completely different that's not directly tied to your job is probably what differentiates you to see how you tie these pieces in and that's why the referral or the person helps they help for two reasons one is if there's a person in that company obviously and they're willing to advocate for you you have a leg in but I think the other aspect is if you are trying for a certain industry or a certain job profile and you're pivoting, it's good to have those sort of conversations with someone who's in that industry because you learn the terms, you see where your experience, which you thought, oh, it doesn't translate, might be something unique. Shweta, maybe you could speak, like I was talking to this person who's moving from a certain position, customer oriented towards more a product development job. And he was trying to decide how his expertise, so he had a lot of technical experience. And from my perspective, so I do recruiting on the other side, right? When I worked in corporate, I recruited either as a college recruiter or in, in the job itself. And what I would find, I was telling him is not only did he have technical experience, but he had a lot of customer facing experience, which might be something that the company didn't know they needed. But, you know, that's a differentiation. So it could be something that is not listed on the resume You may have to think about. So what are the things you're looking at when you look at it from that standpoint as well?
1: Yeah, it depends on the re- r- role and your hiring manager or my hiring manager tells me exactly what kind of person they need. If that needs to be client-facing, of course, that experience needs me. But if there is some technology specific, then there's a different ball altogether. You know, what's important always in today's market is how do you brand yourself? How do you build your network? How you build your brand? How you build your brand name? earlier we used to say a company needs to build a brand but even as in as a professional you have to work on your brand so you are the story you are the CEO of your career how you build your brand is what's important.
0: I think you're so well said I think that's so true and if you want to look at Shweta's profile and I think we are both fairly active on LinkedIn and it's something we We try and do, we don't always cognizantly think of it as building our brand. But in this day and age, we all have to be the Nikes and just do it. You have to build your brand. You have to be intentional. Maybe you feel uncomfortable being active on LinkedIn. That's okay. Maybe you do it one-on-one with somebody and send them articles or build a rapport. Look at which forum works for you. Maybe you do it personally. And you have to be intentional about it because I think there's so much going on, such a big space now. A lot of careers are being made on these platforms. And I'm not talking about influencers and those kind of things. Let's be clear on this. We are talking about a very specific, largely in this, uh, today's episode is largely corporate based. Each episode kind of deals with a little different aspect. So think about it. We are going to start opening up the phone lines as people call in. Do realize you will go directly on air. If you're joining right now, you're on Live Beats, listening to Live Beats with Suresha. This is our first of our guest episodes. We have Shweta Madan, who is a global director for talent acquisition at CBRE, but she's got a wide variety of experience. And what we're talking about is how to differentiate yourself in a job search. If you tune in, I'm a former tech exec and I host a podcast, Women, Career and Life. And you can always send me a DM on that, Women, Career and Life on Instagram to share any information on this Show or any other questions. So, the phone line number, the studio number is 214 817 3333. If you want to call in again, the number is 214 817 3333. It's rare that you have access to someone who sits on the recruiting side who's sharing sort of the insider scoop of it. So, if you wanted some questions, as she's been sort of telling us about, there's no bots, there's no copy paste. So, as you're talking about that, feel free to call in and you will go directly on air. We won't be screening the call. So let's hear from some of you on the line as well so Shweta as you're looking at this you have moved industries right you have also moved globally countries what do you find that some
1: people really do extremely well extremely well in terms of tech tech is easy to move so you know when you are a technology person in India you can move countries and it's easier but when you're marketing finance or HR it's a new world in US so you have to learn a lot of laws and things like that and you start your career as a fresher here, okay. and then you move up so yeah so you know people who are looking at changing their careers to different industries tech is the most easy thing to do okay
0: and how do you transitioning so you're talking about recruiting from starting from new do you have ideas on how people can be on just getting their resume ready how do they practice or what is that res, what is that interview schedule look like when they get called what does that process look like as you go through the steps of a recruiting process because there might be some people who are new and starting their first job interviews
1: yeah it's always important to ask questions like you are interviewing the company too so talk about what is the company culture what is the value system how many interviews am I going to get, whom I'm talking to in the interview process, so that I'm more prepared about whom I'm speaking to next. What are we going to cover? How much time it's going to take? Now, on the compensation, people at times, you know, do come in and ask me that. People do ask me compensation demands. Am I supposed to answer that? And the best thing to do is ask what's the range for the role rather than putting a number in there. So always be nice, be polite, say, do you have a number in mind for the, or do you have a range? Looking at the laws in New York and Colorado, there are a lot of companies who are posting those ranges in the job description. So go and see the job range before you apply. If you're not able to see it, always go to ask your recruiters calling you, what's a range? If it works for you, if not working for you. Always, if somebody tells you that this is the rain and if it doesn't work for you, you can always say that I agree this is your rage, but this is what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up an excellent point because we are always only looking at the first step and then we are usually stumped when you don't want to panic at the last point. I think one thing we struggle is often these automated systems ask for a number. And I think how do we circumvent that when it forces you? So that's a question to be answered. But to Shweta's point, an excellent way as a continuum of her discussion is, Really, when you're answering the question and they give you the range, you come back and say, this is my experience. And I think this is why I need to be in this range when you're having the discussion. And even if you're looking at later when you do get an offer from them, there are so many negotiables on the table beyond just a salary range. When she's talking about culture, when she's talking about this, one of the culture and other questions that you can think of asking is, How does their career advancement look? Like, do they have, if you're new to the workforce, like how does the rotation program look? Okay, so I'm going to put it on hold and actually take our first caller on air. Let's see how this goes. Hello, welcome to Radio Caravan. You're on air. Just one second. Give us a second as I just figure out the controls. Yeah, the question was clear. I was just wondering who we were speaking to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the question. So I don't believe that there should be a bias looking at the age to to apply for any of the jobs. There should not be any race, ethnicity, culture, age, which should pull anybody to call you for an interview,
0: looking at your resume.
1: But having said that, you should have the right experience on your resume. So if you've been asked and you're applying for one job, and you were doing some other job 10 years back, 15 years back, and you're putting it there, it doesn't make sense. So you can cut that short. Yeah, I can understand that. But even if you talk about technology, so you will be working on this technology, which they have been asking for the last, last five or 10 years. You won't be working before that because the tech keeps on changing every five years. So you're supposed to show your experience, which is aligned to the job description. You sh- and if somebody tells you, that's not the way it works. Age is not a bias for hiring.
0: Yeah, I think at this, yeah, I, and we didn't catch your name. Can we, do you mind introducing yourself? Okay. Yeah, so thanks for that question. I think Shweta, as she was answering the thing, it, especially since it's technology experience, I think that's very specific, Right. Technology is constantly evolving. We need chat GPT. I was trying that today for doing some things as well. So that is one way to do We have another caller, please, if you don't mind, just introduce yourselves and go ahead. We'll put you on air. Okay, I think they hung up. So let's continue the conversation. For tech that makes sense with, I guess the other question is, job descriptions are very specific, right? They are looking for certain different sorts of experience when they have different roles.
1: Yeah, there's always a minimum years experience mentioned for all the roles. So yes, you have to consider that minimum years experience. If it says for a director role, they're looking at 10 to 15 years experience, they are. Okay, one more caller. Let's put them on air. Hello, please go ahead. Hello? Thank you, thank you.
0: Thanks. Yeah, so because I look at it even from the other standpoint when you're hiring, there is different levels of experience they need for different types of roles because of what they bring beyond just that technology experience or necessarily technology, right? Here in this case, you're talking about tech, but it could be marketing HR hardcore engineering whatever the roles are there are a lot of various gamut of responses so I think going back to looking at the job description and actually I was thinking culture in some ways when you're having that conversation as well for maybe the gentleman I don't know if it addresses exactly his point is when you the reason you have to ask culture questions the reason you want to ask is not don't always just wait for your HR manager and have this discussion on career advancement create resources all the other people who are going to be your group members are going to be your team members to have this conversation because you're going to find out insights that you may not get from your boss. So ask them how they moved, what sort of roles they've had, what sort of projects they've got, ha- have they got support to move roles, have they got support, what kind of career advancement is there. And maybe the company has other things. Maybe you are interested in the social aspect of it or you're interested in other aspects. Maybe you're into the ESG space and you want to see that they are contributing to like climate change. So look at it because I know that everyone has different insights. Of course, there are constraints when you're looking for a job. So maybe that's not always the lens you want to, but if you have a bunch of options, be very specific in that because there are things you may want to join a job. I this is I find this kind of true. People join a job for a company, but they also work for a boss. And the boss actually very often defines the culture of the place. So you really want to get an idea. And what will differentiate you in a job search is do not forget to ask those questions because that shows your interest. You have done your own research. And if you don't, and if there are enough candidates that are competing, that is bleed you out. Because if you haven't done the basics of why you want to join the company, it's going to make them wonder why they want to hire you as well. So what are some of the things that people forget to do what that they
1: wish they'd come prepared for. Yeah, of course. Those are some of the questions. Culture is very important because that's the place you end up working and you should feel like working there all the time. Some, when I was talking about compensation, there's some points which every job has upper a limit. Yes, there is a range. And very honestly, if you work with me, I'll tell you very honestly, this is my range. I will not go beyond it. But then there are other factors which we, we need to figure out. So... There can be negotiation on PTO days. There can be negotiation on joining bonus, RSQs. How prepared are you on those? Because maybe you're not able to negotiate on the pace, but you can negotiate on other factors, or be making hybrid. Then you know, uh, then into office. More. Yeah, those are some of the other negotiation which really helps you know, in a job market.
0: Shweta, this has been so good because. I think I was under the myth of the keywords and the bots and the copy paste. And you're talking about, I think, way beyond just recruiting, really about negotiating. And even for the gentleman who called us and specifying tech, we're almost in the last 30 seconds. So thank you for joining Live Beats with Sirisha. I want to thank Shweta for being here as we wrap up. This is going to be a talk show every week. And next week, we are actually going to have Manal Keen talking about how to navigate finances and the finance industry. So join us next week as well. You can also check out my podcast, Women, Career, and Life. I look to joining you all next Saturday. Have a great, beautiful. Only the computer is
1: on. Are you the phone phone scholars phone came in naturally